You're listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Our efforts to educate and unite the church are made possible thanks to our sponsors on Captivate and on Patreon. You can get bonus content of our show on either of those platforms or on Apple Podcasts with a private subscription to the Amazal Ministries Podcast Network. Romans 12, 9-13 in the Christian Standard Bible. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Here St. Paul is writing to the church at Rome about what it means to be saved. Um, And when describing the need to love and avoid evil, Paul writes that we should honor one another and share in each other's needs. Christian Ashley, welcome back again. What does it look like to share in each other's needs in the church today? I think a big part of that is just having an awareness outside of yourself uh, to see where someone is at or to notice they're a little more down than usual, or just to talk to them and say, hey, what can I do for you? And by doing those things, like we prevented that way of someone saying, well, no one cares because no one said anything. Um, I'm not going to say anything first. I hope someone else figures it out. And that's not what we should be doing because sometimes we get a little too insular for our own good. We need to look out for one another. And that involves us being vulnerable. That involves us asking questions that may seem probing, that may seem a little harsh, but in the time, they like the intent is always there to help someone. Mm. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast possibly your favorite church unity podcast. I would hope so. If not, please let me know about the other ones. I'd like to listen. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Noel, and my sole function here is supposed to be to announce the co-host, the greatest ever, DJ Tiberius on Blackwell, but he is either late or unable to make it today due to technical Wi-Fi issues. Um, And yeah, that would be the second time in a row he didn't make it to his own show. Please, please, Send him your mail and complain that you had to hear more of me and less of him. But today we had a really special interview-ish thing scheduled that turned into a really special interview with one specific person. So originally, (laughs) going to be interviewing as a bunch of the hosts from our other podcast, Systematic Geekology, Um, TJ, me, Will, and about 10 others, I think, get together and we talk about the intersection of faith and fandoms two, three times a week, sometimes four times a week. We do a lot over there because there's a lot of hosts to carry the weight together. Um, And we were going to ask them what it's like working with one another when a lot of us are from different denominations, traditions, disagree very heavily theologically, what that's like from a church unity perspective, and just kind of discussing that act that is one thing that we actually do where we are doing practicing church unity together. So we wanted to talk about that. Christian, Ashley was the only one able to make it. This is his third episode on our show in a row. He is a regular host over there, as well as a host of the Let Nothing Move You podcast. Um, Christian, the man of many podcasts and talents. Welcome back. Thank you, Joshua. Yeah. So glad I could be the only one here since I poisoned everyone's drinks. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Luckily, guys, um, for those who watch Princess Bride. You know that I have just done a drop of arsenic in my coffee every morning for several years. <laughs> it's a cyanide it's arsenic. I never remember what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Something crazy. <laughs> anyway, we're here. We're here. We're already off the rails because TJ is not here 
to, to rope us in yet. Yep. But I have to do TJ's part. Colin Z team again. Yeah. yeah. To help out. Well, both of our podcasts are all of our podcasts. So the whole church podcast that you're listening to now, Let Nothing Move You, Christian's podcast, Systematic Ecology, Christian's other podcast, um, Dummy for Theology, my other podcast, as well as a podcast TJ is about to start up with a with someone else, uh, Hockey Night in Carolina, are all part of the Anazal Ministries podcast network, the AMP network. Um, I think since I mentioned all the rest of them, also, you know, we over there, we have um, My Seminary Life with Brandon Knight, frequent guest of the show, as well as the Bible After Hours podcast. Uh, a little bit more explicit, a little bit more just for adults. But if you want to learn about the Bible from a more progressive, more adult themed perspective, I think it's pretty good. Um, and we're going to skip the other plugs because I spent too long telling you about the AMP network. Just go check that out. That's all we really want you to do. There's a whole link in the note. Like you can go to the website for AMP. You can follow like a separate subscription. You can go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and get bonus content from all these other shows we just talked about. Go check it out. For now, we're going to jump to my favorite form of unity, Christian, that you're very familiar with now. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, it's impossible to be in too much disagreement when you're being silly enough. So we like to do a silly question. Christian, if you had to choose any sitcom character to lead the Justice League, who would you choose? I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll give you time to think about it. Purely for the ridiculousness of it. It's really, it's almost a tie, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Troy from Community. I simply think he would have the most fun with it, and that would just be more enjoyable to watch. Um, It was close to being Barney Stinson because it would just be too ridiculous. And I was like, you know what? That would turn into something a little cringy. I don't want that. So I'm going to go with Troy. I had, a, I had a tough one with this one. I don't watch that many sitcoms, but the ones I do, yeah, <laughs> I, I almost picked Woody from Cheers because I thought that'd be a really fun one to have him as a sweet, minded leader of the Justice League. Um, who else was I going to choose at some point in time? I can't remember, but my actual choice would be Captain Raymond Holt of Brooklyn Nine-Nine Ooh, to fill in as good. our leader for the Justice League here, you have that no-nonsense mentality. I think, in he a way, he's kind of similar in some respects to Mr. Terrific would be probably my closest analog. Not, not They're not a one-to-one to each other, but uh, definitely, I think he would be a, a good leader for the Justice League. I think it's funny. We both went, like, opposite directions. I went, like, what would be the most entertaining? And you went, who would actually do the best job? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care how good they're going to do at it. I want to know how entertained will I be, which, for the record... It's part of why I didn't say Ovid, because I know that Ovid has been Batman before. Like, if he's played Batman, and, you know, since he thinks everything's a TV show, I think he'd probably be a good animated Batman, because he'd be aware that it was a TV show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but I didn't want someone who was going to be successful. I wanted entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now to get to the real show, as TJ likes to call it, and we want to get an idea of why we're interviewing our other podcast, or we're talking about systematic ecology on this podcast, our church unity podcast. Um, Christian, I'm gonna let you start, but what all denominations and traditions are you aware of that's involved in that other project as far as like who everybody is? All right, let's see if I can list everyone off correctly and, and I not don't leave anyone the whole out. Team usually. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, so many of us and it's changed a lot over yes, the last couple of It has. Years. So I'm Southern Baptist. You're a Pentalutheran, whatever. You know, like Gonzo, uh, TJ's Pentecostal. Is Pang still Pentecostal? Yes, yes. Okay, that's right. Uh, see, Kino is Methodist. Uh, James and Will are both Lutheran. 
Let's see. Uh, Nick is Church of the Nazarene. I don't know Sari's denomination. I don't think Nick's still Church of the Nazarene. I think oh, he used okay. to be. No, he grew up in the Church of the Nazarene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Uh, let's see. Who's going to be angry at me that I left them out? Um, did you do David? I did not do David. Uh, is David also Pentecostal? He is. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it is a, um, it's a diverse crowd and it's only growing more diverse. We're kind of in the middle of doing recruiting and training and stuff over the year. Um, the goal being to have like 14 or 15 hosts, not just for the sake of that diversity of tradition and background, but also for the sake of just kind of easing the load on people. You know, we want it to be two or three episodes from everyone a month. We don't want it to be a one man show. It's more of a, here are Christians thinking about fandoms, you know, not here as Christian and Josh thinking about fandoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned a lot of the change. Um, I know you, you worked with some of the other people you've been on the show with Joe. Have you ever been on at the same time? Brandon's been on systematic ecology. Uh, not when he was a host, but I've been with him as a guest. Oh, okay. That's kind of funny. So you were the host and he was a guest. Yes. Yeah. He was one of the original hosts as well. Um, we also had my cousin Allie, who's going to be helping us with some merchant stuff. I think, um, I'm trying to think we had Dan Stewart at one point. He was kind of Baptist. A lot of change has gone on. A lot of different denominations and traditions represented. Um, Nick, you mentioned Nick is very like open and relational theology. So very much more on the progressive side. I don't know if he would be the most progressive. I would say probably James might be the most progressive on, on the team, perhaps. Okay. I think you're probably the most on the conservative side. Uh, most definitely. Well, I, I, you know, Josh and TJ might be able to put up a fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's probably you. <laughs> I'll be the best of the worst. Although, Pang, oh, no, Pang's not as, as much. She's close, but. You know, women ministers and all. <laughs> so how would you describe systematic ecology? Yeah, this one right here was another one I kind of struggled with because, I mean, obviously I do the show, but like to actually put it in the words is something else. It's one of those <laughs> things. I really enjoy the show because what it is, is it's an environment to where, you know, geeks of different denominations can come together. We all have that mutual love and respect for Christ. But then we can also talk about things like, hey, we're really into Star Wars. We're really into Spider-Man. Uh, we're really into anime or what have you. And we could say, hey, I, I agree with what was done here. And like, I think this should have been stronger there. And it's a, an open dialogue between people who want to represent something that they've enjoyed or something that they've experienced to just help other people get a, a better understanding of what that thing is and how important it is to those hosts. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And could you stall a little bit longer while I'm looking something up? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I mean, in other regards, too, I mean, it's I mean, it's just a fun time just to have that opportunity because not everybody is going to be who's around you is going to be in the same fandoms as you are. They're not going to be big into the latest Chainsaw Man chapter that just released today. Or they're not going to be like, hey, the Mandalorian just released that episode. And oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened with, with Din and Grogu and all this mess. And it's just one of those things where I get that opportunity to do that. So a little selfishly, I really do enjoy having <laughs> that atmosphere to where I can, you know, say, oh my gosh, this happened. What do you think? Is is this going to be person? Is Are they going to be a Sith Lord or or? Is there going to be that person like, man, uh, is this is Batman going to take off his cow and a secret identity is revealed or something like that? All that stuff. I mean, yeah. that's what systematic ecology can be. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think it might be 
it may be the largest podcast on our network, the AM AMP network and as ministry podcasts. Um, but really like we don't treat it like it is. It's more like we treat this as like, this is the fun personal project we all get to do, <laughs> and, you know? Like, yeah. It was kind of funny that it kind of worked out that way. Um, and also, I kind of want to see what you think. I feel like because we're mostly talking about the fandoms and then thinking about it from a Christian perspective, it almost makes the unity part easier. <laughs> you know, like we're not addressing yeah. some of the harder stuff for ourselves head on. Rather, we're coming from mutual ground of then talking about the theology. You know, like I know um, recently you did a Harry Potter episode. Yes. And you did it with people who were far more progressive than yourself. And Indeed. I felt like it was a lot easier. It seemed like it was easier. I, you might just be that skilled. I don't know. To start with, to start with um, something you all agree with, you like Harry Potter, uh, then move into those other conversations that you were talking about, sort of on like how Dumbledore's teaching went, or how should we treat J.K. Rowling's view on transsexual stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yes, like I thought it was really interesting to see you guys able to interact well because you started somewhere easier. <laughs> I've always found it to be easier in my own ministry as well to find common ground with someone. To start off, it's like, hey, you know, oh, you're a football fan or uh, you're really big. And I don't know, the the latest uh, Spider-Man across the, uh, across the Spider-Verse movie. And we can start there and go, OK, well, this is what I liked. But what about this aspect? And you go, wait, we agreed on this. But then another topic comes up, a little more charged topic comes up. It's like, oh, we're on opposite sides of this. But we just agreed on something a second ago. Does that mean I hate you? Does that mean I can't talk to you anymore? It's like, no, let's use that previously established like cornerstone of a conversation to maintain a relationship and to just uh, talk to each other about something, obviously, that we are very divided right now. <laughs> and it is so easy to just say, oh, well, you're on this side. Well, I don't have to listen to you anymore. And that's not helpful at all. And if I had done that in that conversation, it would have been, you know, 45 minutes of me just talking at people. And <laughs> that's not fun. Like, look, I, I know I hate the sound of my own voice. I have to listen to myself at two times speed. <laughs> and if you all, you all endure that. And I'm so appreciative. But if you also have to do what I do, I don't blame you either. I listen to everything two times speed all the time, at least like that's like my minimal. <laughs> oh, man. You should get so, so much stuff more faster and you can didn't watch and read other things. Yeah, well, when you're like as ADHD as I am, any pause between the words at all is enough time for you to be completely somewhere else in your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever the undiagnosed, whatever I am that I've never had the chance to actually get studied. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I wanted to read. Um, so a lot of the like values, what we believe kind of stuff that we used for kind of the foundation of the Amazon ministry podcast actually came from the handbook that Brandon helped create while he was part yes. of systematic ecology. Um, in that there was a vision for that show. So I was going to read the vision for systematic ecology. Um, in each episode of systematic ecology, we want to bridge the gap between what is typically called secular pop culture and the Christian faith. We do that through authentic, raw conversation. Part of our goal in that is to help people think deeper about these topics in these contexts. And part of our goal is to demonstrate that bold, italicized, you can be a Christian and not be a jerk. Mm. Our goal is not to have a canned, and here's the verse of the day moment, but rather to talk about why we love the IP that we're talking about so much, while also discussing the deeper philosophical, ethical, or theological implications of the IP. 
Um, and, and I think that's, you know, that's pretty point on, like we're trying to show how you can disagree well, whether it's about how great the last Jedi is or whether it's, <laughs> or whether it's the Sorry. abomination of desolation. Yeah. Or whether it's, um, <laughs> we're disagreeing about transsexual stuff, you know, like yes, being able to hold all of these, these disagreements and discuss well, I know upcoming, we're even starting um, a series with systematic ecology talking about politics, but not directly talking about politics. I'm like political thrillers, the politics in attack on Titans. Um, that one Harrison Ford movie, Air Force One, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and what I like is like starting with that and then asking, what did the creator want us to think about rather than just that? And, and I'm kind of curious, since of the whole lot, you're the writer. <laughs> yes. Is that like as a writer, does that hit more home for you? Like, yes, this is what I hope people do with my stuff is think about what I actually am talking about rather than plugging it in some of what they want it to be. I mean, I definitely, there are going to be things I'm going to be attempting to say in my own writing. <laughs> yeah. And I would really like for everyone to read exactly what that is. Like some of it is a little more subtle. Sometimes I hit people in the face with an anvil, you know, because I need to learn subtlety a little better sometimes. But like there's normally a purpose other than the fact I want people to be entertained. And I like being entertained when I read. I don't want to be uh, preached at or say, oh, you're living your life wrong and do things this way instead. It's like, no, I would rather as part of the story, you have a character like give their beliefs. And sometimes it's something I believe. Sometimes it's something I completely don't believe. But that helps me get into that person's shoes to help. Okay, this is why I think this argument is a bad one. So I have another character mm -hmm. counter it. And but without making that person look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is um, not bashing. There's plenty of other Christian podcasts out there. And some of them are great that, you know, do this and then do a verse at the end to kind of reflect on the meaning of whatever. Um, and we kind of did that at the beginning of systematic ecology, but I think we found that sometimes, even if the question isn't necessarily a biblical question, you know, like, um, the upcoming Indiana Jones movie is going to be largely dealing with age. What does it mean to like, how do you cope with being older? This kind of stuff. Yes. There are some things like that in the Bible, but it's not like we can pull a Bible verse that says, here's what you do when you're experiencing being older, <laughs> you know, it's more, this is what the topic is. And then let's think about that as Christians. Yes. Uh, sorry, I lost my track of mind there for a second. It's exactly that point of we can't always just have a handy dandy Bible verse ready mm -hmm. when something comes up. And there are way too many people that that's their first reaction. Mm -hmm. Let me drop that Bible verse on you. That'll solve all your problems. And I'm so glad you can memorize things better than me because <laughs> I can't. Yeah. But it's not always that simple. It's not always that easy. Yeah, maybe it's objectively true. Mm -hmm. But is that what that person needs to hear at that point in time? Yeah. And then even some of the conversation that I find really interesting is like um, you'll be talking about Doctor Who. And really what they're getting at is how does time work? Is it linear or a big ball of wibbly wobbly stuff? And, you know, it's fun because people with different Christian perspectives have different looks on that. Like, is God constrained by time? Did God create time? All that kind of stuff. And those kind of conversations, yes. I feel like you don't usually have unless you have a different jumping off point than just scripture. Not that scripture isn't enough, but it's just interesting to see where those kind of conversations go. Most definitely. Yeah. So just moving along. What do you think has been the most encouraging experience that you had with others that you don't always agree with on systematic ecology? That I don't always agree with. Well, I would say, I mean, latest episode probably isn't the most that we just did, but it definitely, I had that moment of, okay, if this were the Christian 
of 20 years ago, this conversation would not be happening. It would be, I believe this, it is the truth. How dare you say anything else? We cannot talk. But the Christian of the day, who obviously doesn't agree with the viewpoints that were being put forth on uh, LGBT issues that came up while we were discussing how Rowling, uh, Rowling, how the heck you pronounce her last name, has been handling herself very poorly over the internet, over Twitter. And yeah, sure, I agree with what you're saying to a point. Mm-hmm. And then you start hurting other people just because you can get away with it right now. And at the same time, you have those people uh, we had, uh, Judy and Nick, in that conversation. And they're coming from a more progressive side of things. It's like, hey, I disagree with how she's handling it, and I don't agree with her. Yeah. And I don't have that many people in my life. Uh, obviously, I live in a very mm-hmm. uh, insular point right now with a lot of Southern Baptists around me being at a Southern Baptist seminary. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to find someone with a different viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, there's a couple things with that. Um, one, for those wondering, uh, Judy was a guest on that episode. That's why we didn't mention her earlier. She's just a guest for now. Um, uh, also though, one thing I thought was interesting that, uh, I, I, I got from the, the witch trials of JK Rowling. So that's another podcast out there about her belief in that whole thing that's been going on, all the drama, starting with how Christians hated her book all the way to now, how the atheists hate her now, <laughs> you know, um, what was interesting is she said that she will do the marches, the trail, all this stuff, all for trans rights. Her issue is very specifically like whenever it comes to like women prisons or certain bathrooms, different stuff like that. And she has fears whether you think they're legitimate or not. And it was interesting to me that I'm like, you have such a nuanced perspective, whether you agree with it or not. And yet you take such a volatile reaction to anybody disagreeing with you. Like it's like one of those like, how can you have that much of like a middle ground and then react that harshly to people? You know, like it's just wild to me. There's always something we're going to have where that just sets us off. And honestly, one of those things we mentioned earlier uh, was the sequel trilogy for me. As Star Wars is something, I mean, I'm if you're viewing this on YouTube, I think this may be put up there. Uh, <laughs> you can see I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt, you know, yeah. because I love Star Wars. I love, uh, as opposed to Joshua, I love Luke Skywalker. I love the journey he goes through because he goes through character growth immensely through the entire original trilogy. And then you get to the sequel trilogy and that's thrown out the window in favor of other people who you could have built both up at the same time, but there was no plan. And we saw the end result of that. And I got very bitter when those things came up because I care so much. I mean, I'm currently going through it right now for anyone who's all had to hear what I've had to say about the current amazing Spider-Man run. Uh, (laughs) I had, I'm still, there's bitterness in my heart I've had to wrestle with. And sure, they're a fictional character. Christian, just get over it. But like, I care about them so much because they mean a lot to me. Like, I was a four year old boy, about a four or five year old boy when uh, Spider Man, the amazing uh, animated series came out. Mm -hmm. And I got to watch him on the on the big screen, the like 20 inch screen or whatever it was at the time, (laughs) probably even less than that. Yeah. And seeing him just swing around the city. And then I get to see Luke Skywalker like facing down Jabba the Hutt and uh, Darth Vader and everyone else. It's like I love those aspects. And then I see those p- treated poorly and it makes me feel awful because of how much I care about them. But I let that bitterness remain too much for my own good. So that's something I've had to learn is not only are there people out there like Joshua who can <laughs> love some of these things and legitimately that no one's messed with their head. They're not doing it to troll like they legitimately love it. 
and I look at that same thing and all I feel is hatred. And if I, if it were up to me, I'd burn it all to the ground. Like, how do I reconcile those two things? Well, Jesus commands me to love. Hmm. And I don't get to say, well, Jesus, he's a Samaritan or, oh, Jesus, he likes the last Jedi. <laughs> as silly as that sounds, like at the end of the day, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just give you guys a teaser. <laughs> so you know what he's talking about. Also, I don't like the Rise of Skywalkers. I don't like the whole prequel trilogy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I misrepresented you. It's terrible. Um, the main reason I like The Last Jedi is because I grew up with the original trilogy, loved them, except for that one character, Luke Skywalker. And then in The Last Jedi, he comes back and he's actually a likable character. And I'm like, ah, finally. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. See what I have to yeah. deal with day and after day. But we're able to disagree about these. And some people <laughs> who might love get other. silly. You mentioned this. Like Spider-Man, Star Wars. Like, who cares about those kind of disagreements? For a lot of people, it is the same shock. You know, like, um, what do you mean you drink wine with communion? Some people, that is a shock that there are other Christians who drink real wine every Sunday morning, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much the same reaction, same emotions you get from someone who was a Star Wars fan their whole life and never heard of someone who likes The Last Jedi being like, how can you like the original trilogy? And like, <laughs> you something like it is a lot of the same emotion for some people. Um, and, and if you thought that was silly, but you, get really upset and have a bad day after your football team's lost the next day is a bad day for you. That is no different. <laughs> you know, everybody keeps mm -hmm. out on something. What uh, pastor will likes to say on systematic ecology. A lot of people at sports, you know, a lot of people, maybe it's your garden. Maybe it's something like everybody has something that they're like fanatical about that something happening to, or being treated poorly can ruin your day. And that's something we have to deal with as Christians. And I think it's really helpful to see how you deal with it healthily on yours. Yeah. Um, so other than Star Wars, what are some of the biggest differences you've seen with like <laughs> your beliefs and other people's beliefs on systematic ecology? I mean, even just from like a theological standpoint. I know we mentioned I mean, the as was, LGBT sorry, stuff, go ahead. but was there anything else? I mean, as was pointed out earlier, I'm the most conservative member of the team. <laughs> so uh, sorry, I, gonna be I heard that in the, uh, the, the Donkey Kong rap voice. It's Christian Ashley, <laughs> most conservative member of the DK team. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> But, I mean, there's going to be people coming from wildly different points of view than me when it comes to separate issues. Like uh, Nick and I have talked before about universalism, and he views himself, if I remember, not remember correctly, as a soft universalist. Mm -hmm. And, like, he doesn't like 100%. Sorry if I'm representing you, Nick. Next time, come on here with me, and you can defend yourself. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As someone who has not totally aligned himself with that viewpoint yet, and I am coming from the viewpoint of, well, you either uh, God reaches out to you and then you say yes or no. And that's a binary choice at the end of the day. You say yes, uh, you're in heaven forever with him. You're, you've repented of your sins. You say no, you're in hell for all eternity and then lake of fire, what have you. And that's, that's very shocking. Mm. You know, coming from uh, who else is going to say that in a very Baptist environment? <laughs> no one. Yeah. So, like, how, how do I learn to continue to have conversations with this man and, like, still not go, like, behind his back and go, this joker actually thinks that's a thing? Like, how can I ever respect Nick? Like, mm. I love Nick because he's such a good guy to get along with. He's so easy to get along with. And he's always so gracious with time and everything. That's something also I had to learn how to appreciate uh, as well was scheduling with people. <laughs> oh, my gosh, <laughs> It's yeah. one of the most infuriating things in the world. Yeah. Like I'm already losing my hair. I don't need that extra stress because it's going to keep falling off even more. But it's so much fun when you do get on. 
And, and speaking of that as well, some, uh, one of the early questions you had mentioned about encouraging stuff. There was one time when it had four people on one episode. I was the host one. That was for our My Hero Academia overview. Mm -hmm. And I tried. There were actually going to be five at one point in time. But thankfully, that fell through. So <laughs> even though I would have liked that person uh -huh. on there, just it was hard enough to schedule as it was. And normally, we schedule like maybe after noon or uh, later. Like the latest I've done is like uh, with TJ. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm deep asleep. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I'm not a morning person at all. I get up at 10 o'clock every day because I have insomnia. But the only time we could all agree to record was at 6.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it was actually for Nick, it was 5.30 in the morning because he's on central time. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, we had a wonderful conversation that we, I had to stop early because we would have kept going. And that would be <laughs> awful for Joshua, who has to have, you know, all this time set aside to, to edit what he already does. Mm -hmm. So that, that was encouraging. Like, hey, it sucked leading up to this. But like in the moment, the finished product was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember at one point, from my perspective, it felt like we were having a hard time getting people to take ownership of the show. But I remember that for me was a moment where I was like, no, all these people care that much about this. Like, this is their show. <laughs> like, you know, you don't do that for somebody yes. else's. Yeah. Well, you might, but most people would. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I thought, yeah, that was a really, really cool moment. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. What has been your favorite episode to record so far, though? Ah, oh, man, there's so many. It's hard to choose. I mean, that My Hero one was a really fun one. I mean, the first ones I kind of did, like getting my, my feet in the water dipping in were fun, too. You better say I enjoyed Jungle the Book. Ones. <laughs> Jungle Book was a good one. But uh, uh, the ones we did at the, the conference together, yeah, I really enjoyed those. But I think at the end of the day, uh, if I have to choose, like, and sorry, uh, earlier, Joshua and I recorded something for YouTube, and I used this phrase, and I saw the shock look on his face, and I'm going to use it again. It's like, gun to my head, I have to give an answer. <laughs> I, I'm going to pick uh, the Game of Thrones Religions episode I did with Kino. That was where, that was like, Kino and I just kind of clicked. Yeah. When it came into being, like, we just kind of get along in that regard when it comes to discussing stuff like this. So we're going over some of the Game of Thrones religions for the, a Song of Ice and Fire, and we're goofing off a little bit, but when we're getting serious. We're goofing off a little bit, getting serious, and we're having some really good <laughs> conversations, and I'm realizing, wait, once again, we're going over. We're going over. We, but I can't stop this because I'm having so much fun. That was probably my number yeah. one. Well, I think that's also what makes the show so good, though, is like as much as editing i'm like Ugh. there's times like uh we did the, you mentioned earlier we were doing like the youtube systematic ecology we're doing get to know your host there's so many of us sometimes it's hard to keep up so we're just doing an episode with everybody to kind of get to know who everyone is and we recorded with each other i interviewed you you interviewed me supposed to be five to ten minutes they both went 14 minutes because i think it was just fun to talk to each other and like, i guess i think like everybody yeah. is actually genuinely friends um from someone this is like the whole church podcast from someone who does a lot of study in like ecclesiology if I were to word what it looks like for people to be the church, to be unity and unity, but not uniformity, it looks a lot like what systematic ecology is. People who call each other brother and sister, who love each other to death, who disagree about big stuff like hell, like LGBTQ, like, you know, <laughs> what even is salvation? Like there's some huge stuff we disagree on, yet they're working together in unity for a single mission. It's so yes. cool to see because it's like that show really spinned off of this one. Will talks about that a lot. Will was on this show, mentioned some of his geek, God loves geek stuff that he used to do. And we were like, Tell us more. <laughs> Next thing you know, the whole podcast about it. All these people 
um, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different age groups, different denominations, beliefs, everything coming together, working for the purpose of showing how our faith and fandom intersect, even when we don't agree <laughs> about those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are there any lessons that you've learned while working on systematic ecology that you think would be good for the whole church to emulate as far as like in our ecumenical efforts? I think definitely patience would be one. I mentioned the scheduling thing earlier. <laughs> uh, I have to remember the fact that comparatively time speaking wise to everyone else, I am more blessed with more time because I'm an idiot student who only works <laughs> normally about three hours a day at night. So the fact that other people who have lives and spouses and some children and stuff like that, like I have to remember, well, that's the life they're living outside of where Christian Ashley is. Love them where they're at. Don't hold it against them for living ways that are beyond what you have, that they have responsibilities that you don't have. So that's a big one. Uh, uh, learning because it's so frustrating sometimes scheduling <laughs> because you think, oh, we're going to be doing this. But then someone says, oh, no, I forgot I was supposed to be teaching on church that night. Or uh, like, hey, um, like I forgot I was actually going to be out of town that whole week or something like that. And it's not their fault. Like yeah. things slip up and you got to love and you've got to be flexible. That's probably the biggest one. I think I've spoke like as early as possible with you. Like you just got to be flexible. Mm. How how can the whole church be more flexible? Like, what, what does that look like in a church context? That is an excellent question. How can the church be more flexible? Well, I think that comes again with what we were talking about at the very beginning of you just got to be having awareness about themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you're going to think that everything you think should be what everyone else should think. Mm -hmm. And then that's never going to work because that's impossible. There are not 8 billion Christian Ashleys on this planet, and the planet <laughs> is better for that. Yeah. And same thing. There are not 8 billion Joshua Knowles and the planet is better for that. You've got to learn, okay, where are they coming from? And then realizing, oh, well, they're going to say this. So I should say this, mm -hmm. not to like one up them, not to try to seem like you're more prepared than them, but to realize where they're at. Cause they're going to go, oh, he remembered that I was going to be at my kid's soccer game. Or she remembered that, uh, I was going to be out of town and she volunteered to check my mail or something like that. <laughs> like something simple like that. I mean, it seems so small, but if you learn to be flexible, if you learn to build your life, not just around yourself, but the needs of others, those are tiny little improvements that make the church as a whole better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, <laughs> to go back to the last Jedi and Spider-Man, <laughs> I, I think one of my big things is learning humility, right? Like, I had this preconceived notion that all the people who were upset about The Last Jedi were upset because, you know, it took turns that they didn't expect, you know, like it didn't do what all the other Star Wars movies did. And, you know, they just weren't prepared for change. You know, these are just a bunch of fans who weren't ready for something to be different. I want to hear you guys actually talk about your love for Luke, how Luke's character progressed in some of these other books that I haven't read. And I was like, oh, OK, maybe there is a point. I still disagree, but maybe they have a point. <laughs> And I'm not some all-knowing ultra, ultra geek, you know, that's completely yes. correct. Um, you know, even Spider-Man, we had like a huge disagreement about like the three Spider-Men in the movies early on. Um, me and Joe, shout out to Joe. Um, and I remember we even had to stop the podcast because we were being kind of a little mean to each other <laughs> about it. Because mm. I'm, I forget that different people have different starting points, you know. So whereas to me, 
I started with like the 1960 Spider-Man comics. Like I'm like OG Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, uh, he is a goofy kid. That's what he's supposed to be. <laughs> of course, yeah. Tom Holland's the best. And a lot of people grew up like you did, like with the 90s show. And they're like, well, I'm actually kind of expecting him to be more like this. And in that context, even though the 90s show did a lot of the stuff from the comics, it also the Tobey Maguire ones did a lot from the 90s that, you know, the other ones didn't do. So it's kind of understandable why some people attach to that better. And it just kind of a... I had this, no, I have the original comics. You don't even understand who Spider-Man is kind of mentality. I was like, oh, nope. And then, of course, you also can apply that to church and just kind of go, man, yeah. I um, Even on this show, you know, I've learned that I always took for granted. Of course, women can preach. And there are some perspectives, even if I disagree with them, I'm like, okay, that's different. That's not just people hating women. That's something different because I ask questions and get to know where people's hearts are at. And I'm like, even if I still disagree at the end of the day, I got to learn to be humble. <laughs> yes, that's a big one. Yeah. Right there. Uh, I'd say another thing would just uh, continue with that awareness theme of like, I'm where I'm at right now because I have been raised into church and I've been a Christian for 26 some years. I think it'll be 27 coming up fairly soon. Oh, not happy, everyone. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Not everyone has that same experience. Yeah. Some of them just came to faith. And I start debating about, you know, Stuff like uh, the Trinity and everything around around particular things like that, or transubstantiation, or can we talk about that verse in Judges where it seems like <laughs> God has no power over iron chariots and like a baby Christian isn't ready for those things. Mm-hmm. That's not their fault. It's not someone's fault. They may, may have been in the church this entire time and they're just not aware of some of these things because they never thought to look for it. Mm. What they might need sometimes is someone to mention it for the first time. So they go and seek it out on their own. And I... Because not everyone's like me. When you challenge me with something, I'm going to go, okay, well, I'm going to go look into everything I possibly can about this thing so I can understand it. That way, when my argument comes around next time, it'll be a better argument. Yeah. Not everyone's built that way. Well, that's also why the Socratic method is really useful. Not just because I think it helps you come up with better arguments. It also, the Socratic method is arguing with questions, basically. Asking mm-hmm. them why they believe that, that kind of stuff. And then a lot of times, if you're doing it genuinely, not just because you have a gotcha red line ready – you kind of learn, oh, maybe they didn't know this and I can actually be helpful instead of combative. Or maybe you learn, oh, no, they're thinking about this completely differently. They're thinking that the priest is symbolic of Christ, not some role that a leader can or cannot fill, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, um, you got to ask questions. So you, a lot of times you're arguing something that's not even the other person's perspective. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, I think that's always helpful. That, that's a good one. Um, so before we do any of our final things that we like to do. I got to ask, do you have any other notes, anything else you'd like to say about your fellow team members on systematic ecology or anything about some of the hosts over there? And see right now I haven't had the chance to work with David and I haven't had the chance to work with Josh uh, outside of Josh Rosengrant outside of like one thing we did last year Mm -hmm. for like an hour. So that's the only time (laughs) I've gotten to talk to him. So I I can't really say too much to them other than what I've heard them say. And I really do like them on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as far as everyone else, man, once again, most of these people, Will and I sometimes can be cannot be more theologically different, like uh, not the same way I am with Tom, uh, Dr. Ward. <laughs> but yeah. uh, at the same time, if I had just disregarded everything Will said because, oh, you think that, then I would have missed out on the, one of the funniest people in the world. And I enjoy being with Will because he makes things just so chill. I mean, sure, it may be just a surfer persona there as well, but <laughs> like, yeah. 
There's something about him that when you're in a conversation with him, you know, I am safe in this conversation. And I, not only that, I'm going to enjoy this conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, it's been how long since we had talked to each other before you interviewed me here forever ago. <laughs> and we get to have all these little disagreements on how we view what's happening in Star Wars or what have you. And yet at the end of the day, I can still say you're my brother and I love you. And you're you're known as Josh with the wrong opinions on or bad opinions on there for a reason. Yeah. It's yeah. still your opinions because they're where you're coming from. And TJ, who never listens to this show and will probably not hear this show either. <laughs> like TJ and I, it's just so much fun to get along with him because like we have some very similar interests. I mean, we did that episode on Darth Bane, the whole trilogy there. That was awesome. And yeah, I had so much fun with that. And we did Knights of the Old Republic 2 as well, and Knights of the Old Republic 1, and that disastrous one we did on the Old Republic where it turns out <laughs> I had never played it, and he'd only played a little bit of it. And yet we, we made an episode out of it by the end of it. Yeah. Man, y'all's uh, episode on KOTOR 1 blew me away because I'm just like, okay, yeah, just video game. We're talking about some, you know, computer game, do, 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 do. Then all of a sudden, like, you start dropping these, like, huge questions on, like, if someone's brainwashed, how does that affect their salvation? And I'm like... <laughs> please, please go more. And I'm like, why is this a 30 minute episode? I'm going to call them now, tell them to add another 30 minutes. <laughs> and that's one of the things I have to pare down questions so much. So <laughs> Cause like, man, I've got this idea, but like, I also know we have a time limit sometimes and we can't ask everything I want. I have in my head. So that, yeah. that's really something we can all work together. I mentioned Nick earlier, like love working with Nick. It's just so chill, get things done kind yeah. of person. Yeah, I, I love I his like insights. I've learned something from like everybody on the team, right? Like just kind of you remind me the importance of taking the Bible serious, right? Like Will, like you said, provides the safe space. And I, to me, I always take that as a challenge of like, how can I become as approachable as Will? <laughs> you know, mm. that's what I want to be like that. Or like Nick is literally a Tolkien scholar and comes off as like one of the most humble, like, okay, yeah, you can have that opinion. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, Nick, they just said hobbits aren't. <laughs> You know, like, I'm like, what? what? Like, I can't see that. Nick, Nick's like, no, I'll find a way that it works. It's fine. Like, Nick is just so humble and so open to stuff. And I'm like, wow, that is wild. You know, TJ always is slow to speak. He's got that, like, wisdom about him that he's not just going to jump in and make some argument or be mean towards anybody. You know, like, everybody on our team, I feel like, has something that I'm like, I wish I was like that, that I'm able to, you know, iron sharpens iron. Like, hopefully there's something about me that people are like, oh, hey, I'm getting something out of this. But like, I feel like each relationship I've gotten through that, I feel like has uh, added a lot to my life and something to strive towards. Man, if it's they're listening, to, this is this is getting too much. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I might as well just keep finished. I'm yeah, so close yeah, yeah, yeah. to the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to finish this race strong. Uh, let's see. Uh, James, who just joined, like he and I, like you mentioned earlier from the uh, – theological side of things are very different than one another. But when it mm -hmm. comes to like discussing what just happened in my hero or what happened in chainsaw man or one piece, it's like, yeah, we're on the same page because we've been following these things for years. And like, Oh my gosh, do you think this is going to happen next? Or what about this? And I'm reading this. Oh, I've never thought about that before. I've never read that series. Let's let me read that so I can catch up to you and we can talk about it. I love yeah. being with James in that regard. I got to say, and, James, yeah, go ahead. Half the time that he's on an episode, I have no idea what he's talking about because <laughs> like we just geek <laughs> out on very different things. But every time he speaks, he makes me smile, you know, and I'm like, man, like just that like contagious happiness. Sorry. I was just like, yeah, yeah. like he's so cool. Let's see. Besides paying, am I missing anyone? Are you trying to save her for last? Uh, <laughs> save, save the best for last. I mean, besides myself, obviously. 
I already covered you. You're fine. <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, I mean, let's go. Let's go. Guest host uh, and Kino. former host as well. Kino. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, Kino, Kino my boy, fire in your soul, no matter what he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> I, I did kind of talk about him earlier, so I guess maybe yeah. I was disregarding that. But yeah, Kino and I, like, we click. Like, we just did that episode on Blade that's about to release fairly soon, and before like, this we just, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, before this episode releases, and it's just that moment of. Uh, that we're both like, oh, this scene was so cool. This scene was so cool. Oh my gosh, Blade did this, and then he like sliced his sword, and like a vampire died, and like, you know, like we sound like we're five years old, and I almost we're just having to watch fun. Blade in the middle of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you would do that because I love that movie. I just hear editing. And, I'm like, you know what? Uh... <laughs> and I really hope I haven't forgotten anyone else. My memory is abysmal, yeah. so I will of course lead with my co-leader of the rebellion against Joshua. Uh, Elizabeth Payne Clyde, who, when you introduced me to her doing that One Piece episode together, that's another one I had a ton of fun yeah, doing. Yeah, that, that, that was one of my favorites, too. Because, like, within five minutes of meeting each other, we realized we both had a mutual hatred of Joshua, and we used that to our advantage. <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone listening, no, we don't hate Josh. Uh, <laughs> and yet we just played off of each other like we, we'd been friends our whole lives. Yeah, and I gotta say, she came in at a really good time too because we we had gone through a lot of transition and a lot of like we're not sure where the show's going kind of stuff, and I feel like it just kind of added the spark of like fun to it at that moment. <laughs> yes, I've not been in an episode with Sarah either, but I do enjoy her insights, especially yeah, when it comes she's to Star so Trek. Smart. This woman knows her stuff. Yeah, he's like sharp as a tank, as my grandpa would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course, uh, no longer. Uh, host of the show but like joe and brandon like I, I really jive well with them too it's a lot of fun talking to them like even at the convention like uh brandon and i were just talking for like hours oh, yeah. uh, like Great. a whole bunch of stuff and it was just so much fun and joe and i uh our agreements on star wars are probably where we align the most and where things are going with current comics and i enjoy having that that tougher grit sometimes <laughs> to combat my I'm not quite a placator, comparatively speaking, yeah. but I'm more softer than Joe. Yeah. And you need that harder person sometimes. Yes. Not to say Joe is always out there trying to like beat people up or anything no. like that. Joe is also very nice and kind. <laughs> yes. But, but he knows how to speak his opinions. <laughs> yes. Whereas I, I feel like it's funny because like I'm always trying to figure out why the other person's right. <laughs> like somehow, like I feel like I always do bad things that way. I'm like, so please tell me, how am I wrong? I would love to know. And like, it sounds like I'm being facetious, but I'm like, no, no, like genuinely, I want you to tell me why I just yeah. went assuming that you're right. <laughs> oh man. Funny stuff. No, I, I love the whole team. They're all great. So anyone who's listening to this show now, who's not listening to systematic ecology yet, what incentive can you give them to go check it out? I mean, if this conversation hasn't convinced you, what was that? 20 bucks, <laughs> 20 bucks. I mean, I have no 20 bucks. Oh. I'm a seminary student. <laughs> I have Sorry, no guy. money, <laughs> but like just to have genuine conversations about things and to have genuine disagreements where the other person didn't raise their voice yeah. or didn't talk over someone else. Like uh, Will and I just did an episode on Firefly and there's some things we disagreed on uh, in certain regards to how that was handled, things that were handled in the series or like things that happen in real life and how we both view them. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, Will and I was saying, man, that was such a fun episode. It's a shame we didn't have more time to say more. And because we just had to stop at a certain point in time. 
like if you want genuine conversations like that, if you have something like I have no one else to talk about XYZ series, number one, let us know, because surely there's someone here who's experienced it and we can do an episode on it. But then two, if you realize we've done an episode on it, well, it's like hanging out with friends and hearing them discuss a series together. Yeah. Um, just for context, I and mean, we're talking about like what we do over there, it is so diverse. Um, I mentioned that political series we're going to be doing. Um, the first three are going to be during some of the Republican nomination debates. Chris and I are going to be talking about My Little Pony, Flim and Flam, <laughs> represent capitalism on this show, right? And then next thing you know, there's going to be uh, Attack on Titans, which probably be Christian and TJ. And I, I know that the show is very dark. I'm not sure what the politics of it would necessarily be about. Uh, there, there's plenty to discuss. Yeah, I, I can promise it. you that. I'm like, yeah, it's you know, anime, a lot of blood, a lot of gore. It's a very violent show. And then after that, I think Will and I are going to be talking about Newsroom, which is an HBO. I guess you would say sitcom, and it follows a newsroom through some of the. I forget what the years are, but like when it was the big Tea Party stuff before the Donald Trump years in the Republican Party. Okay fascinating stuff like wildly different things that we all geek out on that we all enjoy these things and um and that's part of the advantage of having so many people on the team too yeah all right well christian you know we always ask our guests and you're the only guest today <laughs> if you could provide just a single tangible action that'll help engender unity in the church um what's one thing that you practical thing that you would invite our listeners to go do right now I've hidden the antidote to the poison I delivered to the other hosts elsewhere. And by this time next week, you know, here's a geocaching. No. Um, oh, man. One, one thing you can do, and I think I might have said it before, but it, it bears repeating. Shut up and listen. There are so many times when someone else is speaking when I'm a host or when I'm a guest or, or not a, not the host one of the episode <laughs> where I want to interject, but it's not my turn. Hmm. Like someone else is saying something, don't interrupt them just because you have something witty to say, or you have a question, or you just want to mess with them, or you want to interrupt Joshua as he's saying something just to trip him up. <laughs> uh, like, sure, every now and then, sure, you can do something like that, but that person has something valuable they're attempting to say. Listen to what they're saying, then say what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, man, that's good stuff. I think I'd also say join a book club or a movie club or something find common interest with other people that aren't necessarily the church and the bible because that'll allow you to be introduced to a lot more people who believe differently than you it gives you opportunities for unity because a lot of times we're like yeah church unity everybody around me agrees with me of course i have unity <laughs> position where they don't but how then you can be challenged <laughs> mm. so christian what do you think the repercussions in the world would be if everybody did what you said and just listened better I think we'd be better mediators. I think we'd be uh, better at getting stuff done, at understanding the motivations of the other person we're talking to and realizing that my motivations and theirs are never going to 100% align. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, that's just something I continually have to learn. And it infuriates me. But I'm at the end of the day, I'm glad that's how it is. Because once again, this world does not need 8 billion Christian Ashley's running around because nothing would get done productively. We'd all be like lazing about and wondering why no one is taking care of us. And that's not healthy. No, it is not. <laughs> well, <laughs> now, before we all wrap up, we always do a God moment. TJ always makes me go first. We just share something God's been doing in our life recently or where we've seen God recently, blessing, challenge, etc. cetera. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and go first and make it a easier one. Yeah. For those of you who listen a long time, you know, I have a pollinator garden on the side of my house for butterflies, bees, etc. that kind of stuff. And 
the other day. Well, let me just walk through my whole Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to cheat today. This, this Sunday was wild. Um, first, I was able to go to a Methodist church in town, and they were the most welcoming people I think I've ever met in my entire life. It was truly wild. I just hadn't been to one maybe ever. I don't know if I've been to one. I'll just go visit before I went to my parents' church because my godfather was preaching. Got to hear him preach, which was awesome. Um, then at the end of that, so I went Methodist to Pentecostal. The end of the Pentecostal service, someone went up for prayer and started having health issues. And we had a nurse who was there, luckily, who came with a first aid kit. They ended up having to call the ambulance and rush this person out. And luckily, they're okay. It's like, wow, okay. God's all over the place. Go home. Go to my pollinator garden. I see a hummingbird who's like right here in my face. And I'm like, I'm going to try and pull a TJ. If you don't know, TJ, birds love TJ for some reason. This is a random fun fact. He's a Disney princess in disguise. Birds love him. I don't know why, but I've seen, we went to a birdcage once. I couldn't get any to land on me. I was like, guys, this sucks. I turned around and TJ hits like seven on him for some reason. (laughs) But I I did the little finger thing and the hummingbird landed just for a second, landed on my finger. And that was awesome. Then I saw two monarch butterflies in my garden. And if you don't know, they are currently endangered. So it was really cool to see that in some way I'm helping monarchs to ground a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah. So Christian, all of my God moments aside, I saw God in all of that. Good Sunday. Okay. Very blessed. Yeah. Normally I cheat and do more than one, but I only have one today because so, it sounds like a lot in one. It is. It's incredible. And I, I cannot announce the name yet over even any form whatsoever, I, even though I think at this time, maybe when an episode releases, it'd be okay. But just to err on the side of safety and not get murdered by my brother and sister-in-law. <laughs> uh, if you've been following uh, everyone, when I bring up this stuff, my journey to become an uncle has been completed. Uh, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Or are you on team niece with Christian this whole time saying, yes, I, I believe in him. Well, guess what? You were right. I've got a little niece. I am so ready. I, I have to wait a whole week, Josh, before I can go to Chicago and hold this little baby in my arms and just say, no one else is touching this child. She is mine. Get away. I will change diapers. I would do anything for this little baby because this is my niece and team niece, hashtag team niece, we won. <laughs> I need you to know that I came very close to making my God moment, how happy I was to see how happy you were, but that I was like, <laughs> that's not right. Like, I, I very rarely get hyped about things as much as I am about this. Like, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh man, the greatest new episode of The Mandalorian, but no, I have a new niece. I'm going to hold her in my arms. That baby, I'm, like I said before, I'm going to smother that sucker with affection and love. You'll be currently with her while people are listening to this, if they listen the day it drops. Oh, yes. You can all be jealous. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, with that, be jealous of of Christian, then repent for your jealousy. (laughs) Please share this episode if you enjoyed it with a friend, an enemy, or cousin. If you didn't enjoy it, share it with a friend, an enemy, or cousin. Tell them how bad this episode was. Um, probably cousins. We, we, we love our cousins. Um, make sure that you do us the big favor. Go over to Podchaser and rate and review our show. Or if you're on Apple Podcast Spot or Spotify, that works too. We do prefer Podchaser. It helps a little bit more with some of the algorithms and such on Google. Check out all the other shows on the Amazon Ministries Podcast Network. Most of them are represented with just us two being here, including Systematic Ecology. We'll have the AMP Network link systematic ecology link and christian's other podcast let nothing move you all those links will be down below in the show notes we hope you enjoyed it come back next week when we're going to be continuing our divine scripture series probably also with christian maybe not with me 
We'll see. <laughs> After that, we'll be interviewing Caitlin Chess about her newest book, The Ballot in the Bible. Um, we're also going to be interviewing Will Rose about the Eucharist. So that'll be fun. Uh, then we're going to have a special episode about different doctrines and ideas of hell. So Christian will be back. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, haven't had enough of me. Yeah. We're going to be talking with Dr. Ord about um, universalism, annihilism, and um, eternal torturism. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I, I don't, Rationality, one would say. You know. um, <laughs> finally, at the end of season one, Francis Chan will be joining us, even though he has yet to be made aware of it. He'll figure oh, you didn't hear? He's going to be joining us for the debate. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he has a book. <laughs> incredible and it's not actually getting rid of the idea of hell it's just really challenges when is it actually brought up in the bible really fun when you think about when jesus didn't bring it up (laughs) all right until next time thank you for listening to the whole church podcast again you could always sponsor our show at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast or on captivate.fm or on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a one-time tip through Captivate. Thank you for listening.